And if you're a mom who likes psychology, intuitive development, crystals, spirits... Wait, ghosts? Did you mean ghosts? Yes, sometimes. Come along with me and my bestie as we explore a new topic of self-development, magic, and yes, even the paranormal each week. But don't worry, we're not experts. No, but we are fascinated by this stuff and we'll walk through it right along with you. Bringing you practical woo since 2022 will cover everything from momming to the mystical. Because we're multidimensional and you are too. Welcome to Multidimensional Mom. Oh, hi. 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 This is weird. Yeah. We're back. We've, had, we've been on pause. We've been on pause. It's It's been summer vacation, guys. Yeah, it's, been it's summer so break. hectic with kids. We couldn't oh. pull off the podcast. We weren't even going to try. No, it, it's too much. It's too much. There's too much running around. And summer is, you're, I, I don't know if you found this, but our routine just, just. <laughs> Every day's a new adventure. Saying? Make your Every own adventure. Choose your own. And that's exactly what it was all summer long. Not a bad thing. But it's been, wow, it it was, it's harder than I thought it would be to get us back on track again. Truly. Oh, I know. Yeah. And I get so nervous about a new routine, which is just like my anxiety, but I'm liking what we have going. It's easier than I thought it was going to be, which good. is kind of good just to pick up drop off chaos because two different new schools and all of that. Anyway, it's right. better than I thought, mostly because I've discovered the magic of the school bus. Oh, wasn't that yeah. a thing? The magic school bus. It's real. You guys, it's real. <laughs> yeah. If I don't have to pick up or drop off my kid. No, I never do that ever. No, you can deal with yourself. Take the bus. You're fine. He would rather do that anyway. To be honest. Yeah. You know, he likes I feel like it was always a goal in JR's life to ride the bus. He thought it was so Such cool. And now that he does, he's like, um, it's not that. I was like, no, it's still cool, JR. It's still cool. It's still cool. It's Just so hold on to that great. Bus. Actually, and, and Elliot's liking it more this year now because it's, there are, so our school, I don't know how it is in your district, but in our district, it's kindergarten through fifth grade. And once you hit sixth grade, that's middle school and you're off to a new school. So there are, I mean, he's like, he's starting to like, climb up the ranks in the bus because oh. there are all these unspoken rules on the bus too God. which is fascinating to me so it's like he came home kind of upset one day because th- some of the older kids who are now in fifth grade so they're top tier kids we're talking you know only the fifth graders are allowed to sit in the back of the bus okay yes politics and the school bus are fascinating i forgot about them and i i after he said that, I was like, oh, yeah, that that was a thing. In a way, it's comforting that children still have these fundamental things that are still that have are still the same. Pecking order and bread. capitalism just inbred to them. Just, like, yeah. Yes. yes. Don't worry. Exactly. But yeah, it's um, so, and then there are kids that were in fifth grade last year that like were kind of a massive pain in the ass. So he's like glad that they're gone. So I think on, on the whole, it's a smoother experience this year. So that's that's kind of nice. But how are they liking school? Um, They're doing pretty well. Kellen only goes to school from 8 to 10.55. So it is short, but it's close by. So all in all, mm. it's pretty good. Mando good. has rediscovered his purpose in life as bus stop dog. Yes. I've seen the picture. Oh, he's like, oh my God. realized that this is what he was made for. He loves it. He like asks me to go. He goes in the morning. And he goes. The yeah. He he would get on the bus if he could. 
I bet he would. So, I bet he would do well. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he would do well. You should just let him one day, see what happens. Just, I just take him off hey, the leash. Go on. What are you sipping? That looks interesting. What am I sipping? So it's this, I think I've had it before. I, I have kind of started up. It's called Scotch Regency Punch. Yes, you put it. Um, it was a big I, thing. I don't remember it what was. episode, but we did have the recipe out there. And I'm sure the recipe is on our Instagram. It's got to be there somewhere. We can certainly refresh and find it. But yeah, it's um, it's just a very refreshing beverage. And I sort of remembered it again. I had forgotten about it. And then I've I've started kind of pulling it out when we have people over. It's just kind of a nice, it's just a nice sipper. And I think technically it's supposed to be like a winter drink. I don't know why. I don't know what makes it a winter drink. I don't know if it's just because it's scotch and that's sort of associated with like the cold weather. And that's like your, you know, it's, it's so nice. It's just a refreshing drink for now when it's still like the armpit of summer. And I just want it to be cold. 90 one degrees today. Here's the thing. It is approaching our high holy season, which is why we definitely had to come back to Mm -hmm. the podcast. I mean, spooky season is it. It's our end all be all. We will be bringing you all of the practical of the paranormal and some not so practical because we fucking love it. We had to, we had to get back to podcasts, but before we do fall and ghosts, we're going to close out summer with a little bit of magic. I like this. This is something we've wanted to explore. I don't get super into like cryptids. Do you know what you cryptids know, are? No, I don't know. When, it's a word that I hear bandied about and I don't know enough about. It. Tell me. Yeah, it's like Bigfoot and gnomes. Yes. And it's like the creatures of yes. the paranormal versus like, I just like the straight up yes. ghosts. I'm not into like the alien shit and all of that really. But- this part of it, this part I think is fun. This is fun. I do think it would be fascinating, just on a side note, to discuss Bigfoot and the like oh, one would of these you? days. Okay. I know that that's not, I think that would be interesting. Well, add it to I the do, list. Because it's, it's not something that I personally believe in, but I think it's fascinating that there are enough people that do. Okay. I was at a bar that- last night with my older sister for a drink. <laughs> there was a sign, there were some great signs in the bathroom. And the one I took a picture of said, Bigfoot doesn't believe in you either. <laughs> I'm gonna send it to you. Oh, we'll put it up on the put Instagram. It up, put See? it up on. Here we go. Yeah. MDM the pod. Are you following us? Also, follow us on the TikTok. We're trying to be a little more um, interactive there. It's so bad at the ticks. And I know. The talks. You I'm know trying. what? It's it'll be okay. You just need to send me some videos of your beautiful face, and we'll make it happen. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. All right, Bigfoot added to the list. We have all kinds of things on our new list for this season. So, yeah, which is just a continuation of next season because I don't think I'm going to change the number. But episode 61 is the fairy folk, the fae. Are you excited? Uh, yeah, I really, there, there's just something you tell me, you know, I believe in fairies and there's just something that like twinkles inside of me and I love it. I love looking at the that. pictures of like real fairies caught on tape and it's all so messed up, but we're going to first define the fairy because heck, it's kind of confusing. The fairy is a mythical being of folklore and romance. Mm-hmm usually having magical powers and dwelling on earth in close relationship with humans. It can appear as a dwarf creature, typically having green clothes and hair, living underground or in stone heaps, and characteristically exercising magic powers 
to benevolent ends as a diminutive sprite commonly in the shape of a delicate, beautiful, ageless, winged woman dressed in diaphanous white clothing inhabiting fairyland, but making usually well-intentioned intervention in personal human affairs or as a tiny, mischievous, and protective creature generally associated with a household hearth. Yeah. Yes, I've heard both. I've heard basically the little magical protectors of the forest. Mm -hmm. And then I've heard little like sprites that are there to cause trouble. Yes, yes. I've heard both as well. I just sort of love the the image of them just being little chaos makers. I just do. <laughs> I, I, I just enjoy it. it. It's it it just puts a smile. You want to come out in these woods? Fuck around and find out. Twinkle twinkle. Yeah. So from the portalist.com, the article is literally just our fairy is real is the name of this article. I love that. <laughs> so just what is a fairy? What we can pretty much all agree on is that they are a type of legendary or mythological being found throughout a variety of European cultures. Fairies can be found in the folklore of the Celts and the Slavic peoples, as well as the history of England, Germany, and France, just to name a few. Many other countries are also home to folk tales featuring similar creatures. The Japanese yokai, I've never heard of this. I did not know. I mean, you think fairies and I just automatically think, you know, Europe. That's, that's always where you go. Sure. The fact that this is sort of a more universal thing is always, I, I, I enjoy that too. So for now though, we'll confine our interest to those European fairies that we all are sort of already familiar with. There are plenty of them. As you might expect from an entity with such diverse origins, there are a lot of different stories about just what fairies are and where they come from. Many of the Christian traditions that came to dominate much of Europe during the Middle Ages absorbed the existing belief in fairies and painted them as either demoted angels or as demons, depending on the inclinations of both the fairy and the story. Why are the Christians always so quick to throw in the devil? Can we just have a fairy that's for fun? Can we just just have nice things? This is why we don't have nice things. Anyway... (laughs) Um, Other traditions, including pagan belief systems, which predated the Christianization of the continent. Let's be clear. Point that fact out. Let's be clear. Highlight that. They saw them as everything from nature spirits to prehistoric pre-humans. Oh, we grew a lot if that's the case. What? Right. Exactly. We like did the reverse of the dinosaurs. It is as nature spirits that we most often encounter fairies in popular media today, though earlier depictions of them ran the gamut from the Christian tinged idea that they were fallen angels, not quite bad enough for hell, to the notion of them as the souls of the departed, literally haunting certain locations much as a ghost would. We like ghosts. Yeah. Ultimately, fairies were creatures of oral tradition, and like all oral traditions, they were changeable. They adapted to the needs and cultural lenses of the times, and the specific storytellers needed them to. It's something that fairies are particularly good at, and it's something that they are still doing today. Many early fairy stories revolve around two things. One is the stories of the changelings, where human children are abducted by the fair folk, and a shapeshifter fairy left in their place. Maybe that's why my children just have days where they are. It's not really them. It's not them. They're just a duplicate. Yeah, that's it's got to be. It's got to be it. The other is uh, ways to ward fairies off, to break their spells, or to simply avoid their displeasure. So I really enjoy this because there's a whole Bluey episode about fairies. (laughs) Of course, you're gonna take it back to Bluey. 
Of course, everything okay. comes back to Bluey. Which season? Season one. I am. Oh my god! You know, but it's okay. season one. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's just called fairies. Oh. And, and this, I mean, it, it's just very funny to me because they they absolutely have a whole thing where the fairies have just run amok in their house, and it's because bingo the youngest daughter got upset her father got upset with her and she was just trying to do something beautiful for him and he was distracted and he was like i can't right now and it was like "Uh oh you've upset the fairies oh. and then things just run amok and they're trying the rest of the episode is spent trying to break these fairy spells it's awesome oh um, which it says so some things to keep the fairies away first of all do you remember when i don't remember what episode it was that it says don't thank the fairies you remember that? They hate yes, being do. I'd thanked. forgotten about that. I don't know if that was the tree episode or what. Um, but you can ward off fairies, according to folklore, with cold iron, church bells, four-leaf clovers, or wearing your clothing inside out. <laughs> oh, and there's so many kinds, and we're going to get into some of them because they're yes. so freaking funny. But I want to talk about first, fairies' superpowers. Yeah, they've got a lot. We have to know what they can do because this is awesome. So ConnollyCove.com. These are some superpowers of the fairies. First of all, they can communicate with animals, which makes sense because they're going to be living in the woods along, you know, the flora and fauna. Numerous fairies possess the ability to comprehend the feelings of animals or even to speak with them. They also rely on animals to defend themselves. I hope they don't come to my dogs because they'll just eat them because they'll I have seen them. Mando snap at a bumblebee or a hummingbird. So I can't imagine that fairies would do well. I just can't. That No, no. So flight is a superpower that's listed here. But what's interesting to me is that so the while the well-known modern fairies like Tinkerbell, yes. Disney's Tinkerbell, they are able to fly. Historically, few fairies are able to fly. They are not usually endowed with wings. Flight huh. is not typically employed as a primary mode of transportation, but it's rather as a measure of protection. I always picture a fairy with wings, don't you? you? Usually, yes. But now, you know, when we go back to some of the earlier descriptions that you read, like talking about how they're all green and they hide in the stones and all of that stuff, yeah. it, it's, very, you know. More like a little gnome type thing. Yes, that's that. I can sort of lump them all together now. That makes that makes sense to me. But no, I automatically think wings. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Peter Pan. That's right. Think of. Yes. Maybe it's yeah. all Disney's fault. Yes. Healing. Fairies have the ability to heal. They have the power to heal both plants and people, and they have the power to heal the body as well as the spirit. Photokinesis. They have influence over nature because they can manipulate light from the sun. Some people are also capable of producing light from within their own bodies. That's like the Care Bear stare. Yes, let's try it. Let's do it. Shape-shifting. Fairies have the ability to regulate and modify their looks. They might even resemble people. In connection with that, if a wicked fairy uses the ability of glamour to make itself appear attractive and a human discovers the truth, the fairy will never be able to conceal its true appearance from that human again. We're on to you, fairy. (laughs) Invisibility. Fairies have the ability to modify how they seem to others as well as their own level of visibility. Even some fairies have the power to turn into shadows. That's interesting because there's the whole Peter Pan and his shadow. That's an entire story. I think that's interesting. Although the majority of fairies are typically difficult to be seen by humans, people can become invisible thanks to gift-giving fairies. Well, why the fuck don't I have a fairy? Just come make me invisible, please. 
Nice. And lastly, fairies frequently possess superhuman agility that allows them to avoid harm and have the capacity to make people lucky or unlucky. Mm. Some have the capacity to temporarily bestow onto humans the ability to view the secret world of fairies or predict the future. <laughs> they also mend in a day and are almost indestructible. And they have improved senses. You would have to have a lot of senses to be a working fairy. It's yes. it's a hard world out there. Okay, so <laughs> there was in your a backyard, list. Apparently, oh my God, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. Are there like dog poop fairies? Because I definitely have those. <laughs> yes. Better than flies. So <laughs> there are there. This list was like forty some uh, types of fairies. Oh, 30. Mm-hmm. 30 plus types of fairies worldwide. Brownies, elves, gnomes, and more from otherworldly oracle. So I just chose the funniest ones because I wanted to give some examples. And we can just give a quick summary. There are so many different kinds. And I cannot wait to flood our Instagram stories with pictures of all the different fairies all week. <laughs> Okay, the first one that I want to talk about is the Alvin, A-L-V-E-N. They're from Holland, and they're connected to bodies of water only, like lakes, rivers, ponds. The River Elbe is particularly sacred. They travel by way of bubbles. Come on. Stop it. They get inside bubbles and float along to their destination. They are tiny enough to fit in a bubble or sometimes take the shape-shifted form of an otter. It explains so much, doesn't it? Oh, come on. Otters are it. so cute. I love it. They come out in hordes on the full moon, dancing and playing in the moonlight reflected on the water. They aren't mean to humans unless you desecrate their home or pick night blooming flowers near their sacred river. Oh, Don't do that. Don't do it. Aren't those cool? The Alvin. I love it. I like that. That's very cool. So this next one, the Boggart. Now I'm wondering, actually, just reading this. Okay, so this is this is interesting to me. Now the boggart okay. is in Harry Potter lore. Okay, it's a creature, and I'm reading this description, and it's it's not it's not the same. The boggart, as we know it from Harry Potter, if you're someone that's read that, is well, I guess in a way, it's a shapeshifter. Okay, that can sort of read you and can shift into whatever you fear the most. Oh, and so it's actually something that they use as a training tool in like the defense against the dark arts class because these boggarts can read your fear. So it's like reading these children's fears and turning into the thing that they're scared of, oh, yeah. so they can sort of overcome their fears. It's cool, but that's boogeyman, bog, boggart, bog. It's like similar. It's similar. Yeah, I thought I this one was yeah. so fascinating because you think of fairies as being like these nice little things and no. Right. Not this they one. Can just be so wicked. No. So it may be the original boogeyman yes. or bogeyman. They look like the Scottish brownie, but they are not nice and they won't do your chores. Some people believe brownies turns into boggarts when angered. And we'll get into brownies later too. A boggart is not a good fairy to have in your house as they seek to destroy your home. Fuckers. Legend says they chew on the wood like a termite and will try to suffocate children at night. Enter the story of the boogeyman coming out at night and tormenting children. Sure. If they're not in a house, they're scaring travelers on rural roads. You know, I thought we had carpenter ants in our beams outside and we called Mm. pest control. But can you imagine if I was like, look, it might be fairies. I'm telling you. It might. mm, It might be. Do you have an antidote for the fae? (laughs) 
<laughs> don't pick the night blooming flowers. Please, please leave those. Um, the banshee. This oh, always fascinates yes. me. This That's is so, fairy. It doesn't get any more Irish than this. No. Man. It's probably the most well-known death fairy from Irish lore. She is also known as the Washer at the Fords and the Wailing Woman. The Morgan, who is a Celtic war goddess, is often associated with the Banshee, and some believe they are one and the same. This fairy is attached to the old noble Irish family. Her scream, you scream screaming like a banshee, right? Her scream is heard right before someone dies sometimes right outside the dying's window. If you see her washing bloody shrouds in the river, it's a sign that you or your family member will soon depart. Her presence mm. is an omen of imminent death, and therefore many people fear this type of fairy. Oh, yeah, she sounds scary as fuck. I don't, I don't blame. That's nuts. Them for These are yeah. crazy. Terrifying. Okay, so the brownie now, I particularly enjoy this one, a type of Scottish house fairy. And I like this because this is what, it, if you're in Girl Scouts or if you're ever oh, in Girl Scouts. The brownies. The brownie Scouts, yeah. That's where they get their name. The Scottish brownie is not a dessert. He's a house fairy that lives in old manors and homes in Scotland. He's a small fairy standing about two feet tall and helps with household chores once the lady of the house goes to sleep. Now, I know. Come need- on. We definitely don't have that No. Here. Where are you? Can you imagine? Yeah. I'm going to go to bed now. And in the morning, all the bathrooms are clean. Your bathrooms are cleaned and your dishes are done. You're welcome. By the way, the Swiffer just needs new batteries. The brownie only aids those who are worthy. He doesn't like laziness. Yeah. Well, he they smell our children, I'm sure. Never yeah. give a brownie clothes or he might leave. He doesn't don't try to clothe him for goodness sake. Don't. Don't give him any any socks. Brownies might have traveled with Scottish immigrants to the United States and Canada. And he's a shapeshifter, often taking the form of the rooster to crow in the morning. I love this lore. That is so, so cool. Yell at the rooster and ask him why he hasn't folded like, your clothes. Please give me my brownies back. Where have you been? The hobgoblin. I love a hobgoblin. <laughs> Type of fairy from Northern England. Maybe the same creature as the Scottish bogart. This comes from hob, which means elf, and goblin, which means mischievous fairy. According to old folklore, the hob was once a hearth spirit and helpful to the household. But as Christianity rose to power, the hob became the hobgoblin and was demonized. Hobgoblins. This is why we can't have nice things. Thank you, Christians. They look like Scottish brownies, small, hairy, little men. They enjoy doing chores around the house like ironing, sweeping, exchange for food offerings, and libations. I love a boozy fairy. Shakespeare's version of Puck in Midsummer Night's Dream is probably the most famous literary hobgoblin next to Dobby of the Harry Potter series. I love it. It -hmm. seems this type of fairy is helpful until it's angered, just like its Scottish counterpart. Yeah, the Scottish get angry over lots of things. The buttery sprites. I've never heard of this before. Sounds delicious, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, buttery sprites are not a new flavor of soda. They are a type of fairy from England who were particularly precocious in medieval times. They're called buttery sprites because they are spirits who love to steal freshly churned butter. No one claims to have ever seen a buttery sprite. They come out at night and are likely invisible unless they want to be seen. Sprites love to irritate and play pranks on hypocritical people. That's why I included it. I thought that was funny. Yeah, it's me too. I'd like to do the same yes. thing. So 
I buttery sprite my ass. That's me. Go. Yes. The dryads are originally a Greek type of tree fairy or the actual spirits of the trees. Their presence is worldwide. If you listen to the trees blowing in the breeze, you'll hear their whispers. They appear as pure wisps of light that dart from treetop to treetop. Dryads may be the spirits who gave the name to the Celtic priesthood Druid. After all, Druids' worship centered around trees and tree groves were their sanctuaries. Daphne is the most famous of Dryads. In Greek mythology, Daphne was pursued by the god Apollo and thereafter turned into a laurel tree. Greenies. That's also a dog and cat treat. Um, greenies also for their breath moss, for their breath also called moss people and flying leaves are seen in nearly every forest in the world they're tiny fairies that dance and flit from tree to tree but just when you think you see them they're gone this winged fairy is active in spring and summer and are only found in the most dense of woodlands some claim you can communicate with them by first offering fresh milk and sweets but be careful they are Capricious like pixies and won't hesitate to play pranks or steal your things. I always like stealing stuff. The fairies, they do. And the last one I included because it's so fun. It's the leprechaun. The most famous type of fairy from Ireland. Some folks don't realize it's of the fairy realm, but the leprechaun is. A gold hoarding little capricious man. Find him with his pot of gold. At the end of the rainbow, legend says if you find him, he will grant you three wishes. The leprechaun is a solitary fairy, but makes shoes for his fellow fairies. Leprechauns love gold, music, dancing, whiskey, and playing pranks on humans. Same. Yeah. yeah. Same. Speaking of which, let's take a pause here. You can refill your fairy cocktail or uh, do what you need to do. And um, we'll be right back. And we're back. We're back. So from all of those types of fairies mm-hmm. and the famous leprechaun, I had to go to another very famous type of fairy from seattleschild.com. Where did the tooth fairy come from? Tooth fairy. Tooth fairy yes. freaks me out. Scares my kids. They're like, how does she get in here? Is there a hole in the screen? Why does she like teeth? What does she do with them? How big is she that she can just hold my teeth? Like they had a lot of questions, none of which I was prepared to answer. How does she hold the money? Where does she get the money? I mean, honestly, if you think about it, when you picture the tooth fairy, I don't know about you. I picture a very little fairy. How does she hold a quarter? A Tinkerbell. Yeah, I know. See, I don't think Elliot's ever really questioned it because he knows he's getting cash. So that's. (laughs) Please don't ask questions. No, they don't. He's like, just where's my money? Give me my money, bitch. Yep. <laughs> kind of where we're at with the tooth fairy in our house. No questions. Just, oh, just, she's going to take my my face bones and give me money. Oh, wow. Do you keep your kids' teeth? This is a really hotly contested mother I topic. do. I do. And I don't, I don't know that it will be a forever keeping. Well, I hope not. Because guess what? If they ever find it, they're going to be like, she lied to us or she's a murderer. I have it. I have mine. Here's how sick I am. And it's, and here's, here's why it started actually, because when Elliot started losing his teeth, he wanted to also leave things for the tooth fairy. 
So like, it was not just the tooth. It was like, oh, I made this an exchange. It's like an offering. Right. (laughs) And so he made these little crafts. I mean, it was like, it was really sweet. And I'm like, fuck, what do I do with this now? Because obviously I can't go display this because it was for the tooth fairy. So I got like, I don't even know what it is. It's like a little, like a mini like tackle box or some kind of like, it's like a little plastic jewel. I don't know. I found it in the dollar section at Target one day. You know what I mean? And so I have them in there, but it's big enough so that I can store all the little crafts and stuff. Cause I thought that was just, that was really, really sweet. And like, I just think that's a nice, like. It's a fairy offering. Okay. That's, it's a fairy offering. And I just thought that was sweet. And I didn't want to just get rid of them. So that's kind of why it started. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to hold onto the teeth, but I have like. It, it like opens, it's like a two-sided thing. So one side is like envelopes. I put each tooth in an envelope. So I make him put his uh-huh. tooth in the envelope Okay. at night. So it doesn't just sit under his pillow. Because like, what if I can't find it then? Do you know what I mean? So it goes in the envelope and the envelope is what goes under the pillow. I collect the envelope and then I just put the date on it when I lost this it. This is very you know, organized of you. I just, I don't want to risk the tooth getting lost. So that, because that was always my fear when I was a kid, like, like lost forever. Like, what if she can't find it? It's so funny. I was like, like really? Because right. I pitch him straight in the garbage. <laughs> yeah, I think it's no. gross. It cracks me so up. So where did the tooth fairy come from? Thanks to the folks at Delta Dental of Washington for providing this fun glimpse into the origins of the tooth fairy. So the tooth fairy originated from many cultural beliefs and traditions dating back to the 17th century, including a Viking who pays children for their lost teeth in Scandinavia. In the U.S., she made her first known appearance on September 27, 1908, when the Chicago Daily Tribune published an article introducing the tooth fairy. Leave it to Chicago. Chicago. What were you thinking? This character (laughs) later became a widespread phenomenon in 1927 when Esther Watkins Arnold's book, The Tooth Fairy, three-act playlet for children, elaborated on the idea of a fairy flying into the homes of children to trade money for teeth. The adoption of this mythical creature was accepted rather quickly with the help of fairies portrayed as magical characters in several beloved Walt Disney films during this time. See? It is Disney's fault and Chicago. While the modern tooth fairy dates back only to the beginning of the 20th century, the popular pixie has evolved from a tradition that has been around for centuries, which we just got into. Mm -hmm. So I love this. Now I had to go statistic and science with it because I think this is so interesting. Now I'm fascinated by this chart. I know. Okay. I'm going to post this chart. Let me make a note. Yes. Um, How much does the tooth fairy pay per tooth in your state? One of the most memorable things about childhood is earning money from the tooth fairy for every tooth you lose, but not every tooth fairy pays the same rate. All right. This is only from a survey of like 1200 parents around the U S. So to me, that's not like the hugest sample size, Sure, 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 but it is fascinating based on the area. So the average tooth fairy payment across the U S is four fifty seven per tooth. That's a very specific number. <laughs> well, they have to take a mathematical average. It's a very specific number, and it <laughs> makes me crazy. I'm going to count out four dollars and fifty seven. Me, it's whatever is in my wallet. So they have the averages. This is so interesting. Okay, going from, I mean, 
do you want to know the Illinois? We are, I feel like our humble Midwestern charm. I feel like we're lowballing these kids. No, I think it's fine. 275 in Illinois. That's, I mean, at least we're practical. I mean, if you look, oh, in Delaware, Delaware, I don't know what they're doing. They're ruining the fun for everyone. They're at 891. Eight dollars and ninety one cents. That's that is the average in dollars. What, what is the? Do y'all What's wrong with them? Have, do you have like their first place? Like the most expensive teeth are in Delaware, and then Hawaii eight thirty nine, then Florida. Florida's number three. So is that because they don't pay as many taxes in these states or yeah. something? Like what's going on? <laughs> I need to look that up. Income to just give away to these children. Right. We're number forty three out of fifty. So. I don't know. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Iowa, you're the cheapest at 230 a tooth. So if you live in Iowa, just a couple of sucks for you, of Iowa. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, it you know what? Ours, are, it is interesting. And well, and for us, it was panic because it was like, oh, oh my God, this tooth is just here it is. Oh my God, what do we do? And so like, I think we, you know, Steve had like a $5 bill available. So that's what he got. You mean that's what the fairy that's flew in and it. stole from his wallet? Correct. 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 Five dollars. So now the expectation is five bucks every time. Now here's where I feel it gets- like it should kind of depend on how tough it was to get out that tooth, how big the tooth was. Is it a main tooth? Is it just like a little? Oh, you're giving I us feel- a lot of thought. Well, <laughs> I mean, it, it makes you know it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like a front tooth. Okay, I mean that's, that's pretty major. Like your yeah. first tooth, you yeah. want more than just like a couple of pennies. So. I don't, this gets really complicated. It does. We're just, we're just keeping it consistent. You start at five bucks. That's what it's going to be every And time. that's the same for every, see, I like to make it fun and like, we'll get change. So it is like a kind of random amount. It's like a nickel, a dime, a penny, like whatever I have. And then I also, sometimes our tooth fairy will leave enamel pins. Cute. So go to Amazon and you buy packs of them and keep them because what if? Your kid loses a tooth and you have no change or dollars. I do not always have cash. No, I don't. No, I never have cash. If it's if anybody has cash in this house, it's Steve. But what happens? You're right. What if he's home already? And it's like, oh, guess what happened? <laughs> I don't have cash laying around. So, yeah. No, I know. I know. But you, usually he's got something on him. But yeah, no, that's that's probably smart. I don't know that we've gone about this the correct way. But it's um, the, where, the, where it gets problematic with us is that there was a while there where he was losing teeth. I mean, it was like, oh, I know. And now like nothing. Now nothing's happened. The, but there was a because of, there's a big pause between the all the little teeth pause. and then like the molars. The molars have to get started. Yeah, we're not there yet. But like we've lost so many. I would have to. I could go look and count how many I have in the tackle because yeah, you have them documented. Because like I a have total psycho. Yes, I perhaps in envelopes. <laughs> That's the hyperfixation ADHD. But that no. But it's I want to say. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look. I don't even know what we're up to now. But there was a time, I think in about a three-month period, he lost like three teeth. And it was like, oh my God. And like two of them in a week. I was like, how? Oh, I know. Yeah. One right after the other. Yeah. Yeah. Your face is just falling out. I don't know how (laughs) that happened. But there there, there was one. Has JR ever had to do, and Kellen hasn't, has he lost any yet? He hasn't lost any yet. No, he has a little bit of wiggly, but yeah, I think it's usually like first or second grade. I was going to say like, like, or late, I think I lost my first one in kindergarten, but it wasn't till like spring. 
Do you know what I mean? It was like later. Sure. Okay. I think I, I, think I was like six when I lost my first one. But yeah, I know with Elliot, the first one he lost in our current house, um, it just wasn't happening. And it just, it was so wiggly and it just wouldn't, just would not. Oof. So we had to do the thing, you know, parents. What thing? The well, thing. Parents have, parents have to get creative sometimes in terms of how the tooth is going to actually be extracted. Right? What? No, you don't. Well, you look the other way and you say, let me know when it comes out. This is disgusting. That wasn't going to work see your for father. us. I, that, wasn't, I don't know. that wasn't going to work for us. So what we ended up doing is we tied floss to the tooth, right? Mm. And we like, I don't remember if we taped it, tied Slammed it. Slammed the door. Oh, you tied told the door this story. We've this got video so, somewhere. I'm going to have to see if Steve. No, I don't want to see it. But we like threw a ball over the balcony in our so gross, and it just like flew out of his face, and we got it that way. That's that worked. But Madison's first tooth was knocked out by Duke, my dog. No, was it really? Yes, (laughs) at my house, and she was like shocked and like crying, but then she was happy because she like lost her tooth. tooth. So, (laughs) what? Okay, what about you? Do you have Do you have any tooth loss stories? Why are Why is it that you're so horrified? Because I didn't lose teeth. They shattered in my mouth from the pressure. What? I I mean, I did lose some teeth, but my teeth used to shatter instead of just come out in full because my mouth wasn't big enough. And at all this pressure, I had to like expand my jaw. I had three oral surgeries before I even had braces. Okay. My teeth are terrible, terrible. And well, they were, I mean, they're fine now. And so, and sometimes instead of losing a tooth, it would just shatter into bits. So I'd ha- have to go to the dentist and he'd have to like pull shards out of, of my gum because it would have shattered instead of falling out. I've never it was such a thing. No, it's disgusting. And I hate well, teeth. Well, no wonder you it. have PTSD over Yeah, teeth. for sure. My yeah. God. That's, yeah, that's horrifying. Yeah. My but goodness. back to fairies. <laughs> I'm done tooth with this. or otherwise. That's, I need yeah. to know your favorite fairy who is your favorite fairy all right so okay now that i have learned more about fairies Mm -hmm. i the idea of the buttery sprite just cracks me up (laughs) the popcorn fairy yes exactly like are you just like what do you need it for like what do you they work in the movie theater they just sit there and they're like here you go you want this on your popcorn oh be right back and they like come into your house to get your butt. That's just, it's just that image just makes me laugh so hard. Like I don't, the freshly churned butter fairy, it just makes me laugh. But okay. I actually just read something the other day about how, you know, like characters that are, what was the article? It was something about fictional characters that are like irresponsibly revered by people. And Tinkerbell made this list. Okay. But like, I here's my deal. And I know I'm just because I'm a Disney kid and whatever. Well, I expected you to say her. I, yes. And I just, but I lo- I do love Tinkerbell. Is she, she is a heinous, sassy, jealous bitch. And I know that about her, <laughs> but I appreciate that about her because then, you know what? She also like owns it. Yeah. And she's like, okay. And, but then she does right by everybody at the end. Like she realizes the error of her ways and she's like, okay, I got to like fix this. <laughs> and she does. And she like ends up helping the children get back home. And she, you know, she ends up, she ends up coming around, but she owns her sass and she knows that she's a sassy bitch. So good for you, Tink. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. Well, my favorite, and I'm sure you won't be surprised. Sprites are a of race they are. of small, colorful, mammaloid bipeds 
that appear in the Rainbow Bright series. Sprites are short yes. with two antenna mm-hmm. and stars on their heads. Each sprite is a different color, one for every color of the color kids. Only one sprite is white, my favorite, and that is Twink. They resemble small teddy bears that inhabit the caves in Rainbowland. They work in their minds to dig up color crystals and from them manufacture star sprinkles, the magical crystals which form the colors. You guys, we have rainbows. We have crystals. We have everything we've ever wanted in the Rainbow Bright series. Yes, that doesn't surprise me at all. That's in a in a twist that everyone saw coming. That, that everyone expected. <laughs> is the sprite. Oh, I love the sprite. So yes. that's fairies for you. Now, there is something very exciting happening in our little town of St. Charles. So for our local listeners, there is an entire fairy walk put on by my friend Elizabeth Rago of The Modern Domestic Woman. So we are going to have a little interview right now with her. So cute. I have my friend Elizabeth Rago. She is the modern domestic woman, a beacon of support to women no matter the circumstances they're under. Elizabeth is unapologetically real, highlighting all the beautifully intricate details of being a woman and welcoming the not-so-perfect elements, too, with The Modern Domestic Woman, which you can find at themoderndomesticwoman.com. She also provides MDW Cares, which is a support resource that works to provide a local directory of practical resources for women in any capacity needed. Elizabeth, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm honored by that introduction. What's all you, baby? Well, sometimes it's it it sounds nice to hear someone <laughs> else talk about it. Thank you for having me back today. I'm so excited. It's long overdue. Well, and we're having you back for kind of a different reason. I'm very excited about it. What is the Fairy Walk? The Fairy Walk is a culmination of so many fun ideas that are going around in my head. You know, like (laughs) when you have a creative brain, you have so many ideas tucked away that you want to do. Around, I was like 15 years ago, and I was walking around actually downtown Batavia. And for some reason, I probably saw this online somewhere because it's not new. But I I saw this like little patch of brick that looked like it could have been like a fairy door. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, this would be so cute to have like little fairy doors around town and just people would stumble upon them. And I kind of like did an internet search and yes, it, they're, they're all over the world, um, especially in England. They've got like a, a whole bunch of like little fairy doors around like old towns where typically like pubs will have them. And it's just, it's just so fun and like magical. So I talked that idea away for later because I had three small children and I was like, there's no way I'm doing this. So part of the modern domestic woman is all about like advocacy and getting out into the community. And I thought, I want to do something really fun because I talk about mental health and all these like hard hitting topics all the time. Yeah. And it kind of, it does get heavy. Um, So I thought, you know what? let's just do something fun. And there, you know, there definitely is this element of positivity around it and getting out into the community. So essentially what happens is in downtown St. Charles, 
community members or visitors are walking around visiting local shops and there are 10 participating shops currently. And when you go by the shop in a very discreet location, there's a little fairy house um, just kind of like sitting in um, either the outside the shop or in their landscaping. Yes. So you find the little fairy house and next to the fairy house is a little tiny QR code and you scan the QR code with your phone and it goes to the St. Charles uh, Fairy Walk website. It's stcfairywalk.com. And on that website is an encouraging message for the person who is viewing uh, the fairy house. And then underneath that is a perk from the local business. So we are partnering with Kimmers is one of um, our partners and Kimmers gives, so they do a free topping. So you get a scoop of ice cream and you get a free topping if you mention the fairy house. Yeah. So it's just very cute. Other um, House of Charlemagne is giving away these like little moonstones, yeah. which is very multidimensional moms. Oh, don't uh, worry. I went there and I love House of Charlemagne. <laughs> oh my God. I love House of Charlemagne. Yeah. And the Ghoulish Mortals is another business that we're partnering with and they're giving away like creepy stickers. Um, I love the Ghoulish Mortals fairy house. It's this gothic very cool. If you go to the Instagram, uh, our Instagram page, you can see how they completely decorated their fairy house. So, and the fairy houses are very much representative of the businesses, and I love that. Where are the fairy houses from? So they Fairyland, I know, but more practically, <laughs> <laughs> they are from Fairyland. Um, they are. I did a lot of digging. Um, several of them are from Etsy the whole, like, I wanted to do local, but like, there's not a lot, a lot of local places that sell fairy houses. Um, I know. But Etsy was a huge one. I did full disclosure, get one or two from Amazon. And there's some really amazing crafting, you know, artistic people on Etsy that are going like above and beyond to make like cute little fairy things. So scoot over to Etsy, but shout out to our fairy accessory shop of choice, Heinz Garden Center. They have so many amazing fairy garden accessories. So that is literally where I go and kind of where I got a lot of the inspiration was just from their little fairy garden center. I love that. Now, when we go to the website, stcfairywalk.com, and we'll put that on our Instagram and in the show notes as well, there's a fairy map it's a very good map. So I want to point that out. So if you want to be able to find these houses, just use the map. It's very easy. And can we talk about the website? Because it's so cute. And who created the fairy illustrations? Oh, my goodness. My daughter, Nora, created all the fairy illustrations. She is an artist. And when I was thinking about doing this, we were actually on vacation And I was talking about it and she just kind of like sketched out because that's who she is. She sketched out like a fairy (laughs) just for fun. And she was like, look at how cool this is. And that's what ended up being like the ghoulish mortals fairy. And so what she did, and this is just very cool and indicative of who she is as a person, is she took a look at each shop, feel of the vibe. She interviewed me and like asked me about the shop owners to get a little bit of information and then just took all that information and like 
translated it into a fairy that you could look at. Yeah. And so when you go to the website, there's a section that says meet the fairies and you can <laughs> view all the different fairies. So, you know, of course I'm like biased. I think she's a genius and amazing, but, and she is, it's just whimsical yet. Not your typical fairy is what I love about it. They're all, no. and they're all different. Yes. So yeah, each business has their own custom fairy. Now what, inspired you to create the fairy walk? I know you said this is an idea that was kind of going around in your head from travel, but also, you know, why bring it to St. Sure. It's again, it's not new. You know, there's fairy houses all over the place in different little towns. I think there's so much value in giving people a little bit of encouragement. Like it doesn't have to be this grandiose boasting of a, of approval. It doesn't have to be a, a big parade that we give people. The little things in our life is what really brings us the most encouragement. So that's the purpose of like the encouraging message when people click on the QR code is like, it gives you just like a little message of hope or encouragement um, to like get out into nature. So that was like really my inspiration was I'm all about like planting little seeds of kindness everywhere. I just thought, how can I be interactive with the community in kind of like a secret way and plant those seeds, but then also like get people to go and experience these amazing and kind business owners that I personally know. So in all in all, like from every second that you engage with the fairy house, so like you see it and you smile, you can't help but smile because it's cute. And if you don't, you're a monster, (laughs) but you see the fairy house. It's cute for like kids and for adults. It's unexpected. So Mm -hmm. it brings you that like little leap of joy. You click on the QR code. Oh my gosh. There's this nice kind message. There's this pretty artwork on there. And then this kind shop owner is giving me like a perk. And then you go and you meet with these kind shop owners. I mean, it's people in our community who are also doing great and amazing things. So the whole experience from start to finish is nothing but positive. That's part of my organization in general is just bringing like a little bit of kindness in small, tangible ways that can like leave people better than how, you know, we found them. Well, I love that. And I love stumbling across a fairy house and I love bringing a little bit of magic to St. Charles. Oh, it's so cute. Cause we have a great vibe downtown St. Charles, you know, there's art, there's music. Um, and I thought like, why not just like a little bit of whimsy. I've already met with a downtown St. Charles partnership. They're like amazing down there and we're going to be added to their app. The travel St. Charles one. Yeah. The travel St. Okay. Charles. So we're going to be on the map. Um, I have a wait list of interested businesses who want to participate. Um, so I'm working on kind of like wave two. We've established a fairy council and that is business owners and community members who are interested in participating in the fairy walk and maybe just brainstorming ideas for how we can get the community more involved um, in some like fairy events. The, I do have to say the fairies do go into hibernation As on November. Do. Yes, on November first, everybody knows that they have to hunker down. Um, so the fairy walk will end on November first, but then we're going to like relaunch in the spring once Perfect. the once the weather comes up again. There's there's more to come. Um, it just you know it takes time to put all that together. So little by little, we're just going to add a little bit of more magic week yeah. by week. 
And you can visit the first wave right now at stcferrywalk.com. And where can we follow you along with the Fairy Walk on social? Yeah. So you can follow the Fairy Walk on Instagram. We're only on Instagram because good Lord. That's fine because that's the best one. It it really is. (laughs) That's what we always say. (laughs) Yeah. So it's STC Fairy Walk uh, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then um, my organization for women, the Modern Domestic Woman, you can also find on Instagram and Facebook at the Modern Domestic Woman. Come and join in on the conversation. Post pictures. That is like the best thing is when you tag the fairy walk and show us your kids or you experiencing the magic. It's the coolest things. Well, thank you for coming on and telling us about this. And we encourage everybody to go out and visit the fairies and discover them. And uh, we'll look forward to the next houses too. I want to be queen of the fairies on the fairy council. Well, you can be. I great. I I dub thee a queen of the fairies. (laughs) It's that easy. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. You're always welcome to come on. And uh, thanks for bringing the fairies to us. Thank you, Stephanie. Miss you. We are back and rolling and we want your topic ideas, especially all those of paranormal type because it's coming coming. guys. It's coming. Well, we kind of touched on this, the fact that it was like 90 some odd degrees, but we were outside and the sun was going down and it was still just hot and nasty, but it's, it's September. This, this little pocket of the year might be my least favorite. Do you know what I mean? Just because it's like, it's like, it's still summer, but school has started, but I need to move on now. I'm ready. I'm, I, I look really good in sweaters but I can't wear them yet. Here's the problem. We gave, we bid adieu to summer this past weekend right. because we're recording this over Labor Day weekend. I feel like that's the final fallout. Labor Day and then all the pools close. Right. Exactly. You know? So like that's, that's sort of the uh, unofficial end of summer. And it just makes me sad that I still am sweating as heavily as I am. Usually people time fall by the pumpkin lattes. Right. <laughs> and that's already a thing. That's already available. You know, I just want the weather to crack. That's all. Me too. That's all I'm asking for. So we would love your participation. We love your follows, your likes, your 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 support, your your listens. Come listen to us and let's come play. Share us with your friends and um, participate on the conversation on Instagram at MDM the Pod. We are on TikTok at MDM the Pod. We are on Facebook. It's multidimensional moms. We love talking woo with you, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.